0: Welcome to the Friars on the Farm edition of the Winter Meetings. Or the Winter Meetings Friars on the Farm edition of the Special Winter Meetings. Special on location version. Uh, on location, we are sitting in the uh, in the bar area of the Grand Ch- Manchester Grand Hyatt. In Your former stomping St. grounds. Yes, I worked here from, and we ran into someone I worked with, which was which was kind of nice because I wanted to say hello to some of the people that I did work with. Um, I worked here from 2004. To, uh, I started working here in 1998. The year that the uh, Padres went to the World Series and got swept by um, a team of the decade of the New York Yankees. Yeah, we've heard that story before. God, we, and you guys have heard the story before, listeners, so I won't bug you with it, but we are here. It is a madhouse. Um, it, it's funny because we started our day over in... Well, side, On the other side of things. At the
1: convention center. At the convention center. Where the minor league, um, the minor league convention is happening. There's, there's a craft fair. There will be a trade show that starts tomorrow. That all is happening over
0: the convention center, right? You know, you're only a few feet away from me, but I thought you said craft fair. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, yeah, so they had the, right now they're having the PBO, which is the Professional Employment Baseball for Opportunities. Uh, it's basically the job fair for minor league baseball. So I got there super early this morning uh, and started there. And we'll go deeper into that a little bit later on, but it was fascinating. It was really fascinating on, you know, they had um, – the general managers for minor league teams kind of give their spiel on how they got there, and then then they had the baseball ops guys. You know, the, the professional scouts, the directors of international scouting, and then a recruiter. And who, then they had what I missed because I wouldn't had breakfast. I um, I missed something in between. But when I got back, there was um, she's like one of the head people in minor league baseball. She wears one of the red shirts that are working around here. Oh but, yeah, yeah. Um. Kind of she a volunteer, yeah. Yeah, but I think she's more knowledgeable about what goes on. So I came in the back end of that, and that was her explaining how to fill out an application or where the applications could be filled out and what well, to do. Because this was a bunch of college-age
1: kids yeah. trying to find jobs for the yeah. most part. There were some people that were there in their 30s and 40s, but most of them were like 22 to 28 years old trying to find their first or second job out of college, and they want to work in baseball.
0: yeah. And then the the most fascinating person was uh, was Mandy. I kind of can't remember her name, and we're just doing this off the cuff. But her name was Man- um, Mandy. She uh, she's a recruiter, and she's a partial owner of two minor league teams. Uh, but she also recruits for several minor league teams, and she was giving everyone drills on how to write a resume. And it's funny how I'm here just covering baseball side of it, but I was like, oh, that's a good idea.
1: She was like, all the stuff that they taught you in school, wad it up and throw it in the garbage. I'm going to tell you how to get your resume to the top of the searches. And then once you're in the the interview, here's what you do to wow them. And if you're getting these kinds of questions, you've already got the job in your pocket. It was just really interesting to hear her from a very, very bluntly explain things to these kids. It it, it was pretty neat.
0: Yeah, exactly. And 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 then after
1: that, they had a little uh, networking thing, which we didn't take part of because these people are trying to find a job we're just here bsing around trying to talk to people but that was at least interesting to see so you had a bunch of people from all kinds of different minor league organizations or from the minor league offices and there would be one person at a table and then like six job seekers talking to them and it was like a speed dating thing you got 10 minutes to sit at the table talk to this person and then five minutes the whistle blows and you get up go to a different table talk to somebody else
0: yeah and that was uh and that, that's when the rumor started really getting hot because it was uh, – God, they were, they were just – everyone was talking. Uh, we were standing on the sidelines, and, like, one of the volunteer guys, that poor guy uh, – did you catch his name? No, I didn't catch his name. Uh, so, we, so we're just kind of standing by him, and he kind of walks over, and he's like, hey, what are you guys doing? <laughs> I, or we did, and we just start telling him our story about Friars on the Farm and what we do, and then he had no idea what's going on in minor league baseball. So we started giving him the, you know, the MLB 120 plan. And uh, just oh my god, the poor kid—he just wouldn't. We wouldn't shut up, and he would kept letting us talk. <laughs> he would have been standing there bored if we weren't talking to him, though. Absolutely. I mean, I, I even asked him like, "Hey, were you in trouble for this?" Um, but so we did that, and then that's right around one o'clock. And one o'clock is when the media table opens up here over at the Manchester Grand, and we went by and picked up our uh, we went by and picked up our credentials.
1: It's a much different scene over here. Yeah. So here there's a lot of, there's cameras set up, there's, you can see where some of the networks have set up their desk, and they're going to be broadcasting from here throughout the week. Yeah. Uh, But like you walk in the door, and there's a bunch of cameras pointed at the front door, where media people are trying to catch different GMs and agents, and I imagine there's going to be some players walking around here, whoever, they're trying to just get their little footage of somebody walking in.
0: Yeah, sometimes it's players that want to get, or are looking for a job, could be. Uh, They'll come here on... A lot of B rolls getting getting you know, getting recorded, you know, just uh-huh. people walking through oh, winter meetings and then people just walking by. A lot of you know, a lot of faces you know. You walk by like, oh look, there's Peter Gammon's, oh look, there's Dan O'Dowd. you know, we've talked to Kevin Azey a couple of times. Yeah, we just we just ran into Jason Stark. Jason Stark. And we're trying to get you guys interviews and we will hopefully in the future be, you know, getting some uh some people to come on. But Jason Stark was headed into a meeting and I yep. I appreciate his honesty by saying this is really crazy for us. If I have time, I'll give you time.
1: Yeah, and that's kind of what Kevin Acey told us was yeah. that this is you know, he he enjoys writing baseball. He does not enjoy this experience here. It's a madhouse. It's yeah. it's kind of crazy and chaotic. So we'll just have to roll with it. But the highlights of my day, we walked into the bar and just kind of sat down to take a minute. And I look over and there's baseball Brit sitting there. Yes. Sipping a beer. I think his name is Joe. His name is Joe. Okay. Yeah. So we went over and he invited us over and we sat down and sat on probably at least a half an hour. Oh my God. Yeah. And I mean, he's... Familiar with the teams in the Padres minor league system, he's been to Fort Wayne, he's been to El Paso, he was aware of the Amarillo Sod Poodles, I don't think he's been to Amarillo, but for a guy that knew very little about baseball a year ago and decided to come and go on this journey, he he knows quite a bit.
0: Absolutely, and he's learning along the way, and that's kind of the cool thing about following him is is it's, A, he communicates really well on his little vlogs on Twitter, and You know, it's all new to him. And, you know, for a fan that, you know, knows most of baseball, it's just kind of watching him discover the stuff and explain how how he's having fun doing it. It's it's really a fun follow. Well, and this whole time, I thought that he was, he had a sponsor
1: or he had, you know, there's something backing him. No, he's, this is just his extended vacation. Yeah. He worked his butt off for many years, saved up a bunch of money, and then decided to go on an adventure for a year. And that's what he's been doing. He's been spending his own money out of his own pocket to do all of this. Now he's he's gotten some help along the way. People have let him sleep on a couch. Some teams have hooked him up with his barbecue hookup. Yeah, so he's gotten some hookups, but I mean, he's doing this out of his own yeah. out of his own. Which kind of to me that that
0: makes it a little more genuine. Yeah, absolutely. And doing it with minor league baseball, he told us about like a lot of these guys are finding out that he's coming to their to their games, and he's getting in free, and he's like, well, that, which helps a lot. Because oh, yeah. when you're doing this on your own dime, any moment you can spend like nine days on Sespedes Barbecue's couch is money you can save doing what you love, and that's going out to see minor league baseball, or even sometimes minor league baseball.
1: Well, and the Sespedes Barbecue thing, so he's crashing on the guy's couch, and it goes into to his work with him at the MLB Network studios, and he's just kind of hanging out. And they, I guess, somebody didn't show up for an interview, or they, you know, something right, fell through, right, right. and they're like, hey, do you want to come on TV? And he's like, yeah, sure. And that put him on national TV. Yeah, pretty cool. And so just- we're going to get a chance. Hopefully, we get a chance to actually talk to him and record with him. He was super jet lagged talking to us. He didn't want to record today. Yeah, but super nice, you know, gracious guy. I will. We will get him on on record.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So let's. Uh, we're going to let you guys go. We're going to come back. Uh, hopefully, we'll have some uh, some interviews coming in the future. Uh, we'll, we'll patch su-
1: them all together here as we go, yeah. and at the end of each day, we'll try to wrap it up and. Uh, We'll, we'll see how this goes. It's yeah. chaotic. We don't know what's going to happen, yeah. but we're going to take you along for the ride.
0: Absolutely. Welcome to the Winter Meetings again, Mr. Thomason. This is day two. Day well, two. Day, day one, really, but right. yesterday was day one for us. You know, it's funny. walking around the lobby yesterday <laughs> There were a lot of people there and like, wow, you know, it's busy. People are starting to show up today in the height of the insanity. It, it's dude, you can barely it's like a concert. You can barely walk through without bumping into someone or saying, excuse me, or hey, how you doing? Or seeing someone, you know, you're like, oh, my God, there's GM, that guy. There's manager, that dude. Well, and everywhere
1: you look, people are—it's like people are catching up. It's yeah. like yeah. people that haven't seen each other. Hey, how are you doing? How's the wife and kids? Yeah. And so down in the lobby, there's like 50 of those conversations going on right now.
0: Absolutely, and that's what conferences are for. It's like when you—it's whenever I go to a conference for for work, it's like yeah, you see people you haven't seen in five years, two years, three years, or or however long. You're like yeah, hey, you know this is like I come here to the hotel and I talk to people that I haven't talked to in five years that I worked with 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. So um. Yeah. You know, now for, for, and for us, it's like, yeah, uh, yeah, I got a hurt here. It, it pains there. And, you know, the kids are in college or whatever, but yeah, it, it is, it's, and it's fun. It, it's, uh, it's exciting. You can feel the excitement in the air. And well, today, major news dropped, major news dropped. when Steven I, Strasburg yeah.
1: signed. And yeah. so I, I was at work when that happened, but you were down here. Did you, was there like a buzz that shot through everything? What was that like?
0: So I was over in the convention center with the people. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I was covering the MILB uh, job fair, and just as we're walking up the escalator to go to where uh, when, you know, we're having it, boom, everyone starts getting their notifications. Like, oh. And then he gets coal like Garrett Cole money. That's insane. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a huge contract. So now Garrett Cole's going to have to go over the top of that. And, and the first thing I thought of is like, well, thank God, you know, the Padre fans, they want – uh, that big signing again. Who yeah, you know, who you know, you get a couple like we have and you have one that maybe didn't turn out so well with, with or hasn't turned out so well so far with uh Eric Hosmer. Um and then still that contract remains to be seen. But you know, everyone's like the natural fit. It's Stevens Prosperg from San Diego. San Diego State alumni went to you know West Hills.
1: No, they go where the where the money goes. There may be a little bit of loyalty to the nationals because he spent his whole career there, just Absolutely. won a World Series there. So it's like let's bring it back and try to try to repeat i get that but the whole hometown discount i that doesn't really apply no. i i don't think no, maybe, no. maybe a little bit but i mean you're not talking like lopping <laughs> 10 20 percent off of there that's a lot of money when you're talking about i mean this is generation changing money
0: yeah well that's yeah that's like gdp of a small third world country right yeah have.
1: i can't even perceive whatever what did he sign for 245
0: 45 million dollars $45 35
1: million for seven years that's right. I, I can't even perceive that amount of money
0: do you know what the payroll for the oakland A's is
1: oh it, well the raise was around
0: 90 weren't they I don't know, but I know, it's a, I know for the Oakland A's, it's, it's under what he's getting per year. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, and so, so I got here early this morning, and I, I was able to talk to John Heyman for a minute, and he was grateful enough, gracious enough to uh, give me four minutes of his time. We just left the AJ Preller Presser, uh, Roy's first dig into the media scrum.
1: Yeah, I, I got here. I didn't think I was going to get down here in time, but then it turns out that he was delayed because Scott Boris and everybody had to talk about the Strasbourg yeah. signing. Yeah. So Preller was pushed back a little bit. I was able to, to listen in on that. But before that... Um, they announced today that Ted Simmons and Marvin Miller were had been elected into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, Veterans Committee. And so they had Ted Simmons here, and they had put on the jersey, and he had his press conference. Yeah. And that was really neat. Seeing him, you talk back, answering questions about his minor league time and what Marvin Miller meant for him you know, with the advent of free agency and all yeah. this. And then after that was the A.J. Preller interview, which yeah. was kind of down in the corner, and it was this scrum of everybody hovered around him so, good job to you, kudos to you for getting the microphone right in there.
0: Well, I guess they're way early and put it right in front <laughs> that's hey that's you know when, when you sit when my where where I am is sit right in front of where they talk, so I'm really, obviously I see start, people starting to set up, yeah, but still I'm you jumped up and
1: up. ran over there, yeah, where I would have been standing twenty feet away, trying to hold my arm out like a boom mic and looking like an idiot, so yeah. good
0: job on you absolutely. absolutely, thank you, and i also I kind of felt that like there were a ton of cameras, like there were like eight. 12 cameras right there. So all the press, all we had to stand on the side. And so it's funny. Cause like he would keep talking and he would talk to whoever asked the question. And I was like the very extreme left or right-hand side of him. So I don't know if our audio got picked up on, uh, on the mic. Uh, Cause he was turning around almost like the exorcist to talk at me or, yeah. you know, to look me in the eye or whatever. And uh, so we'll see how that audio comes up. But we'll, that's we'll find out. Up. I'll
1: try to work, our, work my tricks and
0: work your magic on yeah. it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> So, okay, so you went to Peebo this morning. Yeah. And you talked to some people there. Yeah. So you spoke to some, what, potential, some job applicants I, that are looking I, I for? I talked to
0: a bunch of job seekers. I okay. wanted to focus women. I wanted to focus on women in the game. And so I talked to a couple of nice ladies there um, and their experience. And so that'll, that'll be coming up. Uh, you know Dominic Lorenz, who... Uh,
1: oh, yeah. Who,
0: with the Lake Elsinore Storm...
1: Oh, you ran into Dominic. That's yeah. awesome.
0: He's here at the Peebo trying to get you know trying to get a job and... So, I, I've been running into him every once in so a while. I'm like, all right, let's, so now we have a minute, let's talk. And he's with a couple of people. Uh, actually, they were from the, the quakes, from the Ratchu Cucamonga quakes. Okay. And um, I think he's from that area, actually. I, I don't know. I think everyone kind of lives north of, of Lake Elsinore. Okay. Like Matt Rodriguez, he lived in Irvine. Well, he's from Boston originally, I think, yeah. isn't
1: he? Yeah. But anyway. So you spoke to some people at the Peebow, and we've yeah. got that. Yeah. Um and then you ran into John Heyman.
0: With John Heyman this morning.
1: Okay. And so we've got a few minutes of John and Heyman after that. Absolutely. Um and then the AJ Preller audio. Yep. So we'll uh, we'll play that for you right now.
0: So we're here at the winter meetings at the at the Peebo Job Fair for Minor League Baseball mm-hmm. with
2: Deanne Green. De- um, I work in the Human Resources Department at the St. Louis Cardinals.
0: So if you work for the St. Louis Cardinals, um, if someone gets in trouble that they can get you, are you in talent, action, um, talent management?
2: <laughs> I go get our VP. <laughs>
0: yeah. well, just, just real quick, and this has nothing to do with anything, but like mm-hmm. you always talk to people in HR, mm-hmm. um, and you're like, oh, you're in trouble. Like, I. I you know so but you're in talent acquisition yeah
2: um yes yeah, so I'm actually in a little bit of everything so um I am the assistant in our organization so we're a team of four and so uh Because of that, with us being a small team with a big organization, we all do a little bit of everything. So it's kind of more like a generalist um, role of sorts. So I do the recruiting, I go to job fairs, uh, winter meetings, things like this to try to bring in new talent. Um, And then once we acquire the new talent, I help them ease into our organization with um, new hire orientations, um, trainings, things of that nature, and then just offer support throughout their um, employment.
0: Okay, so with the youth that can't see, she has a stack of <laughs> resumes. <laughs> and, oh, yeah. I, you know, attending the seminar yesterday yeah. and hearing all the organizations, the minor league mm-hmm. organizations, mm-hmm. you know, and the baseball ops guys. Um, and particularly in Missy, listening to her, telling what those guys, yeah. what, what applicants need to do mm-hmm. to put on the resume, mm-hmm. and has any of that come to fruition in any of these resumes? Um, well, I'm
2: just getting started. <laughs> <laughs> but so far, um, so far, so um, when we uh, come to winter meetings, one of the main things that we look at is um, just people that are open to being a well-rounded um, individual in terms of coming into our organization. Um, as I'm sure you've probably heard from a lot of other folks are here they all want to be in baseball operations yeah right they all want to be scouts you <laughs> right, want to be directors right, of, yeah right. they all want to be scouts they all want to be managers gms and things like that um but coming from the inside of an organization we know the work that it takes to yeah. even you know get to yeah. that point um and so we try to we try to introduce people to positions that they might not think about um when they're trying to get their foot in the door as just those starter positions where hey you can come in here you can learn about the organization from from all points so you can get your hands dirty and you can learn about all the different things and then that way uh, you can decide if you want to go into baseball ops from there but um we kind of just try to give people more realistic expectations and um of a way of getting into an organization and just the different positions that we have available outside of baseball ops <laughs>
0: absolutely so um <laughs> Well, you know, even for those that are listening that are looking mm-hmm. for a job, uh, mm-hmm. Theo Epstein, he's the GM for the Cubs, yeah. was intern yeah. underneath Kevin Towers. Mm-hmm. But yeah. for, to go from an intern under a GM back then, mm-hmm. really straight out of law school, I believe, so yeah. uh, to where he is today, there's a journey there that might not right. have taken, you know, has taken him to that position. Right. But certainly that's not, it's like coming here to try to be a GM right now or even right. think about that <laughs> is so far along the line that it's not even worth mentioning Uh, you know and us being a minor league podcast we uh you know we talk to these minor league guys and and they're in low a or high a and Mm -hmm. you know and the major leagues is so far away we don't Mm -hmm. even talk about the big leagues we talk about their journey that they're going through right now um Mm -hmm. so for you what um what what is your organization looking for right now
2: Um, Right now, we're looking for people that are just starting out that are hungry and eager to be a part of an organization and who really want to learn. Um, They're open. Uh, That's one of the biggest things that we look for, people that are just open to new experiences Mm -hmm. and just um, getting to learn about baseball um, from the ground up, so to speak. Um, So when myself and our um, generalist of employment, Tyra Duran, she's also here. When we come to these kinds of job fairs, we're looking at folks that are... um, fresh <laughs> right,
0: right. Yeah. young yeah.
2: so um, and not even just like they don't have to be the youngest but they have to you know starting out in their career and they're just right. looking for what's out there that could catapult them into the yeah. realm that they're looking for so a lot of times when we post the jobs on here which is where these resumes come from right. we're looking at our direct sales representative position which is the heartbeat of our organization ticket sales mm-hmm. revenue generator outside of baseball ops they're the biggest department that we have um, and a lot of people in other departments that we have come from the tickets department because you get you get everything you get sales experience you get game day experience promotions you help other departments with their things so that's really what we try to pitch because that's that's what we look for when we're looking at promoting within we look at our direct sales reps right um and then we also try to prep people through our internships. So those are the two biggest things that we try to pitch when we come here. Um, we, we have our baseball ops department that does the baseball right. ops stuff. <laughs> and of course, we send people over to them. But we also want to capture those people that know that they want to work in baseball, but they're not exactly sure what they want to do. Right, right. So we want to tell them about our sales rep position and our internships, because those are those are the best ways to figure out, if, is this something I want to do? I said I wanted to do baseball ops, but I had this communications internship, and I love doing on Social media, so those kinds of things.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And so with the internship, mm-hmm. what what do they do? Okay, I'm hired as an intern. Yeah. What what what's what my daily day to day stuff going to be? Is it going to oh, be we very treat you general? Like an employee. Yes. Is it a grunt position, or is it more of a position where like you are going to learn a little bit of everything, but you know you you you're not going to be doing the credit right. work
2: right you're gonna you're gonna learn <laughs> we utilize you so our internship program is pretty robust um, and we make sure that we tell managers treat every internship like they're your regular employee yeah. um, give them job duties we have them write job descriptions and the job descriptions closely mirror what an entry-level position would look like in that department um, and we do that so that interns can it's, I mean, of course, there's the filing and the and the phone calls, but we also want you to feel what it's like to be in this position if it's something you're really considering, especially within sports. Um, a lot of our folks, we know, they long days, long nights right, traveling right. and yeah, things yeah. like that, and it's a lot, so we want to kind of give uh, folks a, a real-world experience. I think that um, with our organization, we always get really good compliments from interns we've had in the past on how well-rounded the internship was. They felt like an actual employee and not just someone getting the mail out of the mail room.
0: Right, right. (laughs) Go get me a coffee intern or whatever. (laughs) Right, right. Real-world experience and using that information Mm -hmm. to either stay with the organization or even find an avenue where they want to go into, like you said.
2: Correct, correct. And if you go on our website, so um, cardinals.com, our regular MLB website, um, and you go to the jobs section. So cardinals.com jobs, we post a full layout. Out of our direct sales rep position profile <laughs> as well as our internship profile. And I always tell people to go on there and look because we have uh, testimonials from past interns and yeah. DSRs. And it just gives you an idea, um, um, requirements and things like that, and internships that we have that are pretty popular. And we always have internships throughout the entire year. So we do spring, summer, and fall. So right now, we're looking at people that might be interested in our uh, summer internships yeah. that we'll be posting at the top of the year.
0: For the season, yeah. Yep, yep. So you did have stuff posted here today?
2: Yes, we do have things posted here today. So if folks um, look on the... um on the job posting site, they'll be able to see all of our uh, sales and internship-related positions that we have. We also have a couple of baseball ops fellowships um, and stuff like that. So yeah, we have quite a few positions posted that we're looking through. <laughs> well,
0: that's fantastic. I really, uh, you know, I I really wanted to just interview someone that well. I will be interviewing people that are here for a job, but I ran yeah. into you and and you know, you're working with the organization. That's fantastic. Thank you so much yeah, for your uh, you. talking to me, and no I'll problem. let you get back no to problem. that <laughs> large. St- I mean, literally, it's like an inch and a half of just paper. I know. <laughs> we'll be
2: looking through them. <laughs> thank you for taking the time. No problem, thank you.
0: So I'm here at the Winter Meetings PBO, which is the Professional Employment Baseball Opportunities Seminar. It's uh, here all week, uh, and I'm here with two uh, attendees, two women attendees, that are seeking uh jobs in minor league baseball so can you please tell me your name
3: okay uh, Mackenzie Carmen I'm from Chicago and recently just graduated from the University of Arkansas
0: (laughs) a Razorback is that a Razorback
3: yes it is
0: fantastic and so you came you flew here from Chicago huh? yeah okay and who else do we have
4: um, my name is Chelsea Bingham. I'm from Indianapolis, Indiana. I went to Ball State University and I'm here looking for a job. First real step into the real world, real world and I hope it's in minor league baseball.
0: So B- Bingham? Yep. Bingham that's, Bingham to Mets. That's uh, the Rumble <laughs> Ponies, right? That's a, yeah. Uh, okay, so what brought you, what interests you into getting a job with minor league baseball?
4: Uh, it's fun. It's different. I've had an internship with the Double A team before. Um, I loved coming to work every day and doing something different. And um, I just want to be in the business of fun and making people happy.
0: Excellent. Uh, being you know that's had nothing to do with baseball, but being fun and making people happy. Yep. What Double A team did you intern with?
3: Uh, the Harrisburg Senators. They are oh, the Double nice. A Nationals. Yeah, yep. yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. And you. Um, I also interned my junior year with a double-a affiliation for the Royals, the Naturals, and I was a game day intern, ran all the promotions on the field, and then The kids' clinic that we ran, that kind of sparked my interest into community relations, and that's where my kind of passion has been since then. I interned up in Medford, Oregon actually, but summer league baseball.
0: I was just say, Medford, Oregon, up there, there's the Hillsborough Hops. there's Eugene Emeralds. Uh,
3: Yeah, so I went to summer ball collegiate, so that was a grind of itself, and so I'm ready to get back into minor league baseball.
0: So you were the so you were the on you were the on field talent. We were the one to go. All right,
3: natural fans, here we are. Is that what you did um, for the naturals? Yeah. Yeah. So I kind of I had no mic. Right. See oh, up up top did, but he would tell the audience what kind of games we were about to do, and I was just in charge of making sure we got it done within 30 seconds and off the field, so we could start or – Start the next inning.
0: That's funny because I watch a lot of minor league baseball on MILB TV. Plug. Um, And you see, you know, and I go to a lot of minor league games, and you see that person, they are always like, okay, kids, you know, and the kids are kind of looking around like, no, you need to get off the field now.
3: Yeah, everything is ran by a clock, like by the minute. And if it's not by the minute, you might think the world is ending. (laughs) Right, right,
0: right, right. Because actually, you know, you guys are in between innings, uh, you know, content and kind of like fun. But these kids are trying to play baseball and actually make it yeah. to the big leagues. And, and there is a, a business behind, you know, what you guys are doing. Mm-hmm. Um, what did I, So how has the people gone for you so far? I made the first day, and I, I made it up until just after the baseball ops, guys. And I came back and talked to Missy. I want to hear what you guys have to say about Missy.
3: Oh, my God, I love her. Oh, my. it really. She is, I think, my new spirit animal, right. to be honest. She was incredible. <laughs> I love the energy and the atmosphere. And I love... The non-BS, if I can say that, (laughs) that she, like, portrayed.
0: That's funny. like,
3: right to the point.
0: Yeah.
4: Yeah, uh, big fan of Missy. I really appreciate, like, she's straight to the point. She, um... I appreciate her bluntness, her forwardness, and it was a, it was a nice break from being all buttoned up, professional, like yeah. taking things so serious. Yeah. It was great to kind of be brought back down to earth. And um, she told us a lot of stuff. I learned probably the most from her. And yeah, first day was really good.
0: You know, even as uh, you know, as someone who just has no emotional like connection, I was there to cover. I'm here to cover this thing. I was like, oh, that's a good idea for like an interval. Oh, that, that's a good idea. I'm going to do that and
4: uh <laughs> As she said she was worth the price of admission alone oh my
0: god right <laughs> I agree. and it's funny because i met me and my co-host met her yesterday after she was done and i went up to her and i went
4: you are great she's
0: like i couldn't curse so yes i am i'm like <laughs> yeah um so what else so what else what else have you guys done after, after yesterday they had, you know, Missy, then you guys were left to, to network. Have you had any interviews?
4: Yeah, um, I've had a couple of interviews this morning uh, in the process of scheduling a few more uh, for this afternoon. So I've been bouncing back and forth between the job room from interviews. Um, I had a little bit of insight for some people that have been here before, but actually getting here and being in this, this is this is wild. There's a lot, and it's fast, and the day's flown by. It doesn't feel like I've been here since 8 o'clock this morning.
3: Yeah, um, since yesterday, I think, after just going in to see what the jobs were posted and um, – putting them in the little cubbies, I went back to my hotel, got some food, and researched whoever I applied for, and then came back, and I already have been in talks with one of the teams before even coming out, so I interviewed with her this morning, and then kind of just waiting to hear back from other teams, and like you just said, someone just texted me Right before you came and sat down and I have an interview at two o'clock
0: oh you know you're not getting text from Ken Rosenthal he's not saying like hey no, stopship a designer no. not no unfortunately not <laughs> um, so what's the long term plan for I mean you know she talked about about if you guys want to be a GM right now just like it's a long way away what's the do you have a long term plan or long- you just want to see where this goes long
3: term plan is I know I mean I've interned before and I have friends who now work in the M L B or in the minor league teams or even one of my good friends, she's downstairs running this event right now. Okay. The like major convention. She works for the minor league team out in Tampa. Okay. But I know to get into this you have to be willing to take an internship and if you don't think if you think you're higher than that, then you're not gonna you're not gonna make it and especially just being a woman you have to I guess in this world because it's male dominated that you have to be willing to do whatever it takes and so I if I have an in um, an internship for four months and then I have to come back and do this again I'm willing it's all about learning I In my last interview, I said I'd rather take as many internships to learn instead of having to go back and get my master's because I'm over (laughs) school.
0: Well, the master's program is pretty expensive too. Yeah, and also my parents there's no meal plans for that. No no meal plans. My parents like that's
3: not new. I was like, ooh, yeah, not gonna happen. Um, for
4: me yeah basically along the lines of what she said I've done um, internships in minor league baseball I've done game days in minor league baseball I've done an internship in the NHL I've worked with an NBA team I've kind of been a little all over the place but I want to work in minor league baseball it's so new- unique it's different it's fun and um, so even put on an event like this that that doesn't happen with the you know the larger leagues and organizations and um, I hope I'm in Minor League Baseball for a long time yeah. and um, I just, I want to be a part of the great things that happen here.
0: Well, you know what I like about Minor League Baseball is they have all the jerseys, like they have the theme yes. nights, they have, and like, sure, yes. you know, we're sitting right across the street from Petco Park and you know, for the Padres, um, they have like one or two jerseys, maybe a third row jersey like, yeah. or whatever, mm-hmm. like you can get like a Harry Potter jersey, I'm a Star Wars guy, yeah. so like I, I, I want one of the Star Wars jerseys from any of the Minor League affiliates. Um Talk about for a minute. And I don't want to get too political, but you know, it, this is a you know how you feel. You can change, mine, or at least uh, bring value, not only as a woman, but as a as a as a as someone that wants to work in minor league baseball. Mm-hmm. And talk about being a woman in a more of a male dominated kind of arena.
4: Yeah. So. You know, sometimes it's it's more complicated than uh, one might think. Um, throughout my adventures with all different sports teams, being a woman um, has affected me in different ways, and um, we're working there, and I'm so happy to see so many women here, and I'm so happy to um, hear people like um, Betsy, the GM um, of the Pulaski Yankees, talk and be such a strong voice and motivation for women in sports, and... Um, there's women here and there's going to be more and more all the time and sometimes it's difficult but we're making all the right strides and I'm really happy to be a part of that and I hope that once I work up and I get in you know, a role I can come here or go to universities and be that person uh, for women in the future. It's getting better but that doesn't mean that we stop.
0: Are there any, real quick before we uh, give it to Mackenzie, are there any female executives in minor league or major league baseball that uh, kind of inspired you?
4: Yeah. So I was really fortunate enough in Harrisburg. I worked under Ashley Grotty. She was, um, named Eastern League women, uh, woman executive of the year. Um, she's such a great mind. She has such a great heart and she's so talented. And I was able to really work underneath her, um, and learn as much information as I can. And, um, to have those women in your life that you can, have as you know someone to really count on and really guide yeah. you I'm really lucky and I want yeah. to do that too
3: yeah so kind of my whole take about women just in sports or whatever I mean I was kind of raised as a tomboy and my dad told me you can do whatever you want don't just because nice. you're a girl don't nice. let it stop so that's kind of my atmosphere so that's where my aggression kind of comes out like I, a lot of my friends are dudes so yeah. kind of have that guy mentality But just if you can do it, I can do it just as well as you can or even better. So I don't think it's ever scared me coming into a male-dominated area just because I know probably in the long run, I'm probably better than you.
0: I like it. A little hot
4: take.
3: (laughs) (laughs) But, I mean, you know, they think differently and we think differently. Right. But in that long run, we're working as a team and we're trying to get the same thing accomplished. Yeah. And we want the same for whatever team we work for.
0: Do you have any, other any mentors or any any executives in, in um, minor or major league baseball? I would
3: say, so I had a lot of women in my college day college days i just graduated right. but my college you can,
0: courses. you're now done with college you can yeah. say college days in my, like, That's okay. in my
3: courses um one of my professors sarah she was kind of like me very blunt to the point we're both from chicago so we kind of had that atmosphere mentality just like all right i'm here to get what i want done if you're gonna get in my way move out
0: give me that in the chicago accent
3: what do you mean? <laughs> Isn't that my Chicago accent? Uh, uh,
0: a little bit. I don't know. I'm from California. <laughs> I, I thought I had an accent. <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, but, um, and also just kind of, when I worked with the uh, naturals, um, my boss, Roxanne, mm. um, we had kind of this older lady who I became the bestest of friends with. But I would talk to her because she sat right next to the um, entryway of where we would get on the field. Okay. And she'd always be like, oh, Mackenzie... I know this this great player. I was like, I can't. Well, I can't. And then one day she went up to Roxanne and was like, I just really want to set Mackenzie up. And Roxanne lost it on this old lady. She's like, this is not helping us in any way, shape, or form because they think girls are just coming in to find husbands. And,
0: and
3: she's like, I felt so bad, but I was, she's like, I, it's just not what, what we're here for. And she. And then um, the old lady was like, oh, I get it, I get it, I get it. But yeah, so I kind of want that mentality. I'm not here to find a professional husband. I'm here to work. So. Right. A-
0: absolutely. Well, I really appreciate the time. You guys taking the time. You're texting. You guys are getting interviews. <laughs> um, thank you so much.
3: Thank you for having us. Yeah, this was awesome.
4: I appreciate it.
0: We're here at the Winter Meetings with John Heyman. John? With the hard trade deadline, do you see there will be a lot more action uh, in the next few days? Uh,
5: You know what? It does feel like there's more action this year than there have been in past years at the winter meetings. Uh, It seems like uh, Garrett Cole is talking seriously with teams. Uh, Steven Strasburg probably won't be far behind. So, uh, you know, we've already had a few pretty big signings, especially compared to last year. So uh, it does seem like there's more activity uh, things are moving quicker. Uh, teams seem to be more willing to spend. They're not being quite as cautious as they were last year. So uh, it seems like uh, it could be a pretty interesting winter meetings. Could Artie Moreno
0: match the uh, offer to Cole from the Yankees?
5: Uh, sure, he could. Anything is possible. <laughs> he certainly wants to win. They certainly need pitching. He's a local guy. Uh, I mean, he obviously wants them very badly. Um, you know, I think it's basically uh, going to be those two teams unless the Dodgers really jump in. So I think we're looking at Angels and Yankees. Yankees are obviously the favorite when you're looking at a big money signing, a record signing, and clearly will be a record. Uh, and it does seem like geography's not a big consideration for Cole from what we are hearing anyway, and they'll go for the value. And the, that's really not shocking. Most of the top players do go for the top deal. And yeah. uh, so I think the Yankees are favored, but uh, the Angels will be in their bidding. Absolutely. So with the Padres being priced out of the Cole and Strasbourg kind
0: of sweepstakes, uh, who do you see could be a good fit there with the payroll con- restraints?
5: Well, you know, I still need to get some pitching. It's a good year to go looking uh, for pitching because there are a lot of excellent pitchers on the market. Obviously, they're well acquainted with Madison Baumgartner. We had heard earlier that he may be a quick signing, but uh, we're not hearing a lot floating around at the at the lobby so far. Uh, we should see. <laughs> it's early. Uh, yeah, it's early. So, But uh, I think uh, Baumgartner would be a potential fit. I don't know if they're a favorite, but uh, there are a lot of – very good starting pitchers on that market in that second tier, whether it be Ryu, who's really been connected more with the Dodgers, the Blue Jays and the Twins to this point, Dallas Keuchel, and uh, there are uh, several others who are in that mid-range category. So, uh, uh, you know, there are opportunities for starting pitching.
0: What uh, What about some of the Japanese players that have been posted yeah. Uh, have you heard anything about that?
5: Well, I think Tsutsugo is a, a is an outfielder uh, who, who's a very good offensive player, and uh, he's been connected to several American League teams, including the White Sox, who are looking at outfielders. So uh, that's one possibility. I know there are several, but it's not one of those years where you have a U Darvish or an Otani, or mm. uh, the buzz is, is that big uh, uh, surrounding these Japanese players.
0: So what's the, what's the national feel for the trade for the Padres that they uh, traded
5: Renfro for uh, Tommy Pham? Um, you know they're going for it, and they got a guy who's an exciting player and will bring energy. And um, you know, I mean, it's it's interesting that they got another outfielder. They have a lot of outfielders, <laughs> but uh, you know, I think people think it was a risk to give up Edwards, a very good uh, shortstop prospect. I know uh, Blake Snell didn't have a great reaction to the Rays getting him, but the people in baseball who are, really follow these things, I uh, think that. Uh, Xavier Edwards is a very good prospect, and it's a risk to give up a prospect like that. Obviously, Renfro had a nice year. He's a good defensive player. He's got power. And, uh, you know, I never like to deal with the Rays. You know, their trades usually work out for them, so I'm a little concerned <laughs> <Yeah>. about that.
0: <laughs> That's what I seem to be hearing about the, the Rays, a the really well-run organization. So, so far in the you know, small offseason that we've had,
5: uh, could you give AJ Peller a grade
0: on how he's doing?
5: Well, it's incomplete. For everybody gets an incomplete so far. <laughs> it's uh, early. You know, it's too early to tell. You know, we'll give the Reds a little bit of a boost for. Uh Getting Mustakis and the White Sox for getting Grandal, uh, but it, it, and the Phillies for getting Wheeler, but uh, it's a little early in, in, in the process right now. Uh, Profar gives them an option at second. Uh, he's obviously working hard. Fam is another uh, good outfielder that they have. Uh, they definitely need pitching though to really compete in that division. Yeah.
0: Uh, so, would you, are you gonna get some golfing in here over no, during the week? No, golfing. No, 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 no golfing. Uh,
5: no golfing. <laughs> All right. Well, I really appreciate the time. Right. Thanks, John. I appreciate. it, Thank you, Donovan.
6: Imagine if we actually signed anybody. What it would look like today. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm mean, imagining just, just questions. Greg, overall, status of Tommy Pham Trace? Yeah, um, you know, I think when we uh, when we when we made the deal with the with the Rays, uh, we put a couple different contingencies in. Uh, we're still working through some final details, but hope to have uh, hope to have some clarity on that within you know within the next 24 hours or so. Different players could be involved. Uh, I don't not to get into any details. I think again, like <clears throat> when we made the trade, um, we made the trade with uh, you know with the, with the players that were involved. I don't don't really expect anything to uh, to change between uh, now when we when we finally move forward. But we've got to just finish the process up and go from there. How troubling is it that it's not official that the exams didn't clear them totally? That you have concern. How troubling is it? Uh, no, I mean I think from our standpoint, like again, every, you, know, for, you know for us, I think you know, just want to make sure everything's straightforward. Um, you know, I think there are a few final questions that our medical group's gotta you know gotta look at that, that I'm looking at and we'll, you know, we'll we'll communicate with the Rays here. Um, you know, and and go forward and, and look to uh, look to have Tommy as part of our club. AJ, what is your reaction
3: to the Steven Strasburg deal and at any point was he a target
6: for you guys? Yeah, I think uh, you know obviously you know he's a phenomenal pitcher and, and you know um, you know with the local ties I think every team would be excited to have Steven Strasberg in the rotation. Um, and obviously a you know, a very large deal and you know what he did in you know for the for the Nats over the course of the last, you know, ten years or so and what he did in the postseason well deserved. Um, you know, I think from our standpoint, I think our focus, you know, we've been we've been looking to try to expand and uh, you know, spread out our resources throughout the offseason. and um, you know, overall at that point just didn't make sense for us. What are you looking to do with your catcher situation going into twenty twenty? Yeah, I think uh, you know it's been an area that um, you know, I think it's been an area we've had a lot of interest from other clubs. Uh, we, we feel we have two really good young catchers with uh, with Frankie Mejia and Austin Hedges. Um, you know, Hedges obviously one of the best defensive catchers in the game. Frankie, a guy that we feel like brings a lot to the table. You know, offensively and defensively, um, we made the deal with Austin Allen. Uh, but behind that, we have catching depth in the system. Luis Torrenz had a great year last year at Double A. He'll be a guy that you know had it, had it a year of experience as the Rule Five pick. Uh, in the big leagues, and he'll be you know kind of knocking on the door again for us, and depth throughout the system. So I think uh, you know you can never have enough catching. I think we'll you know we always look at that, but it's narrow. Teams have been hitting us on, and you know we'll see how it plays out here in the next uh, in the next few weeks. AJ, how does
0: the addition of the 26-man roster spot kind of affect how you guys approach
6: the offseason? Yeah, I don't I'm not really not 100 percent sure. We've kind of talked about it. Obviously, we we have some players like uh, you know Jake Cronenworth, Javi Guerra that you know, that can that can go both ways, pitch and, and get on the field. Um, you know, we've talked about, you know, a specialist, you know, if there's, you know, a certain, you know, pinch hit bat, somebody like that. I think it just depends on how your roster gets, you know, and how your roster ends up uh, being finalized as you get to the end of spring training. So I think for us I think we'll look at as many good options as possible for, for Jace and for his staff. Um, but in terms of how we're going to use that spot, what it looks like, I don't think we're going to really know until we get to spring training and see, you know, how the roster starts to shake up when we get to the last week or so of spring. Did the 26-man change how you approach number five preparation in those decisions? Um, not really for us. I mean, I, I, honestly, I think uh, I think we'll, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out on Thursday. If other teams feel like you know they have, have the ability to take take more chances, take more risk with an extra roster on the you know extra player on the big league roster. And we've just kind of looked at it again from a value standpoint, talent standpoint. Let Pete Young and the pro scouting group do their thing, and uh, you know we'll, we'll huddle up in the next couple of days and see if there's anybody we want to
0: take. Have you talked to any of the Japanese players that are posted or the Korean players that are posted for MLB? Um,
6: yeah, I mean, I don't want to get into, into real detail on any of the free agent players that are still out there. We're, um, you know, our AC Crow our Pac Rim group, they do a great job in, in, in Japan and Korea. Uh, we're we're well aware of, of the group that's out there. We've been scouting these guys for years and um, you know and prepared and you know I, I think again it's tough to line up for free agents so we'll see. Um, but you know, I, I think in general the biggest thing I've asked our group is to be prepared for when players do come to the States that we're we're ready to make decisions. We're we're in that position right now. Do you have concerns about profile and working get the in the first place? Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think it's something that, you know, we've, uh, you know, we've talked about, you know, already. It's going to be an area for us that uh, to address with Jerkson last year. Um, you know, he's, he's talked to us as a physical thing, as a mental thing. I think as he gets into January, starts getting more into baseball activity, we'll start, you know, having our coaching staff, Jace, Bobby Dickerson, start spending more time with Jerkson. Um, you know, Jerkson can do a lot of things. I think for us, like, uh, you know, we've seen him play the left side of the infield, we've seen him play the outfield, he gives you a quality at bat. Um, you know, he, he, you know, the issues over at second base next year. We're gonna, we're gonna do our best to, to work with him and feel like it's something that he can get to a spot that, uh, you know, he's a quality defender, and I think we feel like that he's, you know, it's something we can address. We can get him to play good defense for us, get him to make good throws for us, and uh, you know, have him, have him be able to play all over the field and play second base for us next year. it's more of a mental issue, a physical issue. Yeah, I think it's, it's gonna. I think for us, it was honestly like a, a phone call post, post trade and you know just just asking about him he says it's a little bit of a combination of both and i think we'll you know we'll get into the we'll get into it when we get into spring training kind of see where it goes i think you know we have we have some some people on the baseball side feel like there's some physical things we can help them with and that'll be a conversation between us and Jerkson as, as we go forward how do you pick the rotation options that you have versus the desire to maybe add starting pitching yeah I, we feel good about the pitchers we have in house right now i mean i think uh you know, I think I think for us, we, we've talked about having having depth and quality, and we're getting closer to that point. Um, you know, I think when we started on this process three or four years ago, talked about being an organization that has a lot of homegrown options. You know, develop starting pitchers. You know, we've seen whether it's Joey Lucchese, Eric Lauer, um, you know, come up a couple of seasons ago and take the ball and make make starts for us. Obviously, Chris Paddock last year. Um, you know, had a, had a really you know a solid rookie year to Nilson Lemet. Uh, over the course of the last couple of seasons, um, you know, with, with the TJ in between and then Garrett Richards coming back, we feel like we have some real options. And, you know, I think the exciting part for us is you know, we feel like we have a lot of options coming through the system that we're going to rely on, we're going to count on. And, you know, I think, uh, again, like we'll, we're always open to talking about trade free agents on the on the starting pitching front. Uh, but honestly, I think we feel like we feel really confident with the group we have, and you know, expect a lot of that group. And I think a lot of the success for us, the success for us over the next few years, will probably be dependent on how well we are, you know, how well we do developing those starters that uh, you know that, that we feel good about here the last few years. How do the guys like Gore and
1: Patino affect your strategy? Also, they might be coming.
6: Yeah, I mean, I, I think again, I think they're going to have to force their way onto the big league roster. Um, so I think you're not you never never look to hand any, any hand over a major league job or a major league opportunity. Um, you know they're, they're very they're talented you know we know they have they have real ability in front of the rotation type ability they're gonna have to show us you know when they're ready uh, and I think the nice thing with both of those you know both of those pitchers with Luis and with McKenzie they're competitors and they're hard workers so you know we'll put challenges in front of them for the offseason things that they need to do if they're ready to pitch in double-a AA or triple-a and we'll do the same for them if they're going to get to the big league level um, but you know I think we'll we'll have them in the in, in the back of our mind but uh, you know they're gonna have to force their way on the big league club if if it's in the twenty twenty season all this year. Can as you, you look at this group here, do you feel a sense of
2: pressure
5: to try to get some the dangers?
6: No. I mean I think honestly I think we've uh you know we've we've been active so far. You know, we've made made uh, made three trades and uh, you know in the free agent signing with Drew Pomeran. So I think we've been pretty targeted on guys that we wanted to line up on and um, you know, I think you come to the winter meetings. Some years we've been aggressive here and been able to line up on trades. Some years we've had a lot of conversation here. I think uh, in 2015 and then you know made a ton of moves after that. Other years, you know, where we you know in last year we're, we're looking at Manny Machado in February. So I think we just focus on being prepared, being you know looking at things that line up for us. Um, you know, also in the winter meetings things change pretty quickly. You know, a free agent signing, somebody goes off the board. All of a sudden you get a phone call about one of your players, and that leads to a conversation that you haven't even you know, looked at over the course of the last few years, you know, last few weeks. So I think for us, we're, we'll, you know, we're prepared. It's fun to be around, you know, our baseball operations group and team, have everybody in one spot. It's fun seeing, you know, other you know, people from other clubs. And, uh, but we'll see how the week plays out. If we get something done, great. If not, you know, we'll, we'll keep moving through the offseason.
0: From your perspective, how quickly is GSP getting up to speed? And what do you know about the a month plus that you've
6: yeah, it's been uh, it's been fun. You know, again, like I think Jace mentioned in the press conference. You know, we we had some history from, uh, you know, from when he first got started over with uh, with with the Texas Rangers, and then for the last five years, really haven't haven't had that day to day conversation and communication. And uh, it's been fun to kind of pick up uh, where we, you know from our relationship, kind of pick up where we where we uh, where we left off. Um, I think it's been uh, it's been a good experience for him getting to know our people, our scouts, our coaches, um, you know, and then getting out with the players. So. Uh, I think the things that we thought he would be good at, the things that, um, you know, his nature, his way, his ability to connect, his baseball knowledge. It's only been a month. We haven't played a game yet, but uh, he's fit right in.
0: What do you like most about Tommy?
6: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Tommy, I, I think, uh, you know, a few things that, that our scouting group really talk, talked a lot about with Tommy. I think, uh, you know, on the field, competitive at-bats, um, the ability to, to impact the game in multiple ways. You know, a guy that can that can steal a base. Um, you know, obviously hit a ball in the gap, hit a ball over the fence, and you know, and get on base via walk, which we we've we've struggled with here in the last few years. Um, you know, and I think off the field, the competitive nature that he has, the fire, the fact that he went to a to a Rays team that at the time was playing 500 ball. In the next, you know, year and a half, they. They they played you know they, they played you know championship baseball these playoff baseball I think all those things were really attractive for us and you know why we targeted them in, in the conversations with Tampa
0: time for two more questions
6: how much better do your catchers need to be offensively how much more production whoever they are yeah I mean it's a spot in the game right now there's there's not a ton of production in the game um, so that, that bar has been you know it's, it's 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 been set kind of low I think for us. You know, I think we, we had those conversations with Hedgie at the end of the season. He's going to work really hard going into next year. Uh, we know he's a better offensive player than he showed here this season. So, you know, again, I, I think for us, you know, where, what that ends up being, what that no, what that number is. Um, we feel like we have a chance with the, you know with the two catchers to have a plus combination, um, you know both offensively and defensively, and you know it's kind of hard to sit there and say does that mean you know a certain on base, certain slug, you know internally we'll talk about some of those things. I think it's just it's just seemed productive, winning at bats, and you know on the defensive end from the catching side, so that's the most important part of it for, for us is the ability to connect with the pitchers, ability to, to field their position, handle the, you know handle the staff, handle the baseball, block the baseball, you know and. and control the running game. We're going to continue to focus on that, expecting more offensive production here this year from the combo. Last question.
0: AJ, going back to the 26-man reference here, or how they a special. So all those guys are able to pitch. Do you envision that 26 spot Do you someone
1: from those teams
2: can
6: grow in some capacity? I don't think so. I mean, I, I think, like, uh, you know, every team's going to have their own, you know, like you know, kind of their own dynamic, and there's very few guys – Again, with Garen, with Cronenworth, we think they can, they can do it in a productive way for our big league club. So I think, you know, for us we have two options that are attractive as two-way players. Now, I think more teams are open to it, but I don't, I don't think a lot of teams are going to go that route this year. Okay,
0: thank you, everybody. Appreciate it.
6: Thank you, guys. I think if we can we can start with any questions. Probably best. Satisfied with the
0: terms of the original Tommy transfer?
6: Yeah, I think uh, you know just just um, you know we talked about getting to completion today on the, on the Tommy Fam deal. I think um, you know chance to talk to the Rays and, and ultimately uh, you know moving forward and excited to have Tommy and Jake uh, you know officially officially with us and you know seeing those guys as Padres.
0: In your contention, uh, there's still a lot of questions in the outfield. Uh, how are you going to address the, so many outcomes?
6: Yeah, I mean, I, I, think, I think from our standpoint, um, you know, again, I think, uh, you know, we, we've looked at it wanting to, wanting to change the mix a little bit overall uh, with the group. Um, you know, I think, you know, kind of changing the mix of some of the at bats that we had, and I think with Grisham, or with FAM, uh, you know, we'll have that. I think competition is going to be a good thing. Um, you know, I think there there are guys that, that you know are in the mix for us that uh, we we think really highly of. Um, you know, again, when you have when you have depth and you have you have options, I think it creates like a really good situation. And you know, it's uh, still not finished here with the off season, so we'll see how how things play out. But uh, you know, I think we feel like from from a you know handedness standpoint, we have right-handed bats now. We've got some left-handed options. Uh, we've got some power options. We get guys that get on base. We've got some guys that can play in the middle of the field and center field. Um, so I think overall, um, you know, I think we're we're in a better spot than we were to start the off season. Uh, but understanding that uh, that we still got got some time left here in the off season to see how uh, things play out going into next year. Where's Will
4: Myers been in that mix?
6: Yeah, Will Will's right in the middle of it. You know, I think uh, we've we've talked to Will. I think uh, you know again with, the, with, with with the deals there with you know especially with Hunter being dealt. Um, you know, with Hunter and Fran Miel at the All Star break last year, right hand power. Uh, Will provides that he's a very good athlete. I think we all know what Will can do upside-wise. Um, you know, again, I think uh, had a, had a few conversations with Will already here this off-season. Jace has talked to Will. Uh, Will's birthday today. I think you know the expectation for us is he's going to come in and play. He knows he's he's capable of playing of playing good baseball. He's playing. He's capable of being a lot better than what we saw here last year. Um, and i expect that from here going forward. Honestly, I expect that from in the in the 2020 season. I think he's excited.
2: Is there a chance that Will Meyer, speaking of which, could see
6: more time um, at first Yeah, I think we'll we'll kind of see how things shake out as we get to the you know as we get through the end of the off season and more so when we get into spring training. I think what Will, you know, the versatility he provides, um, you know, I think it's a nice thing. Obviously, you can go and play the infield, you can go out and play the outfield. I think we're going into the into into you know you know the next few months looking at him as an outfielder and. You know, again, like, you know, when we get to spring training, we'll sit down with the coaches and with Jace, and we're going to want the best 25-, 26-man roster that we can put together. Um, and that's that's every single night looking at the best at the best combination of guys. Will gives us some versatility, um, but, you know, our, our, our conversations with will or, or go out and, you know, win an everyday job in the outfield and and, uh, and go out and be the player that we've seen uh, at different points in his career over the last uh, six or seven years. How far have you gotten with uh, pretty good uh, In terms of... Extension contract yeah kirby kirby was here today and i think uh honestly i think the you know we've had a few conversations with kirby and and uh you know going into the off season um and i think uh, most of it's just been focused on getting ready for 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 this coming season uh, i think we've told them we're going to focus on improving our club improving our bullpen and then um you know when we get uh you know get through the next uh, next few weeks and we have a better sense for where we're at payroll wise where we're at roster wise you know, we'll start talking to Kirby about his situation for next year. So, um, you know, I think it's like really, really cool honor for Kirby today. You know, I think when you're sitting there and, and talking about, you know, the best and then and the best at, uh, you know, when you're the best in the world at what you do, and uh, you're talking about him and Josh Hader as two of the best guys, he's earned that. And uh, you know, I think uh, from our standpoint, we'll start talking to to Kirby and his representatives here in the next few weeks about his situation going forward. Did you see both him and Palmerans in the bullpen long term beyond this year? yeah no i think uh again i think i think the idea with the palmer and signing was to you know was to take an area that was a strength in terms of the back of the bullpen with kirby this year and and turn it into something that uh you know that uh, that we can point to every single night as a a real competitive advantage for our club so um you know i I think with uh you know with the way drew pitched at the end of last season what kirby's done the last three years and especially last year um you know we feel really good about the back part of our bullpen and uh, if that ends up being something that plays out for us over the course of the you know over the course of Drew's four years, um, and we have we have a you know lights out back in the bullpen, that'd, that'd be ideal, honestly. Yeah, I think uh, you know I think I think you know I think uh, probably an, an underrated story last year we had the ability to take uh, you know a group of our top minor league prospects to Mexico City play. Uh, you know, against the Mexico City club there to open, you know, to open the stadium there for Alfredo Harp, and um, you know, every they, it was first of all first class treatment, um, you know, for our minor league players to to get an opportunity to see that type of atmosphere, which was really like playoff atmosphere, and it was um, you know, but just to see like the love, the passion that uh, the Mexico City fans had for the game of baseball, had for for their team, had for for, uh, for that two game series was really cool. Um, I think our players are going to love seeing the stadium and it's a first class facility, the best I've seen in Latin America. Um, you know, and, and you know, the, 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 ballpark, the layout of the ballpark, and then even downstairs in terms of the clubhouse and the weight room, um, you know, it's something that our guys are going to really enjoy. I I know for, you know, for our organization last year, that that you know the two game series we played from from that prospect standpoint, I think it meant a lot development wise for our guys. Um, but I know overall for for everybody that made that trip, it was an experience that they're that they're uh, they're going to remember for a long time, and really excited to go back there this year and, and play the Diamondbacks and bring Major League Baseball down there.
0: Is Morhone and Michelle Bias going to be in the bullpen? Or are they going to get a chance to start?
6: Yeah, we've talked. I mean, we've, uh, you know, the conversation we've had with Adrian and Michelle going into the offseason is prepare yourself to start. Um, you know, so I think with both guys, uh, I think Michelle was happy to hear that. I think they're both preparing themselves for starter workload. Um, you know, but I think, again, I think as we, we, we look to, to increase our, our number of starter options, you know, we've signed those guys as starters. We feel like they're starters. They progress through the minor leagues for the most part as starters. I think we gave them an opportunity to get to the big leagues last year. Um, you know, out of the bullpen, one to help to help our pen because our pen was struggling in those middle innings at, at that point in time. Um, but to me, also, you know, with those two guys, a chance to, to get you know to get a taste of the major leagues, and felt like that might be a way to get introduced, uh, you know, to the highest level of competition. But I think for us going forward, we talked to them uh, here as, as, as we started the offseason, you know, be ready to come in and compete for a spot in the starting rotation. With
0: uh, Kingsler still around and with uh, Profar coming
1: in, can you see yourself still trying to maybe make some uh, more moves around the middle of the infield?
6: Yeah, I think I think you know with the uh, the acquisition of Profar Cronenworth, um, you know obviously having Garcia and Kinsler on the roster, I think we're we're just trying to basically give ourselves different options, um, and we feel like we've you know we, we, we have some flexibility, and we have some versatility, um, you know we're we're gonna keep looking for ways to improve our club, and you know I, I think uh, you know I think overall, you know obviously with with Tatis and Machado on the left side, feel feel really good about those two guys going forward. Um, but, you know, I think that's what, that's what you know, the next few days here at the Winter Meetings are about. That's what really the rest of this month is going to be about, is continuing to look at different possibilities. Um, and that'll be both in the infield, outfield, um, you know, different spots on our yeah. club to try to to try to get better. So
1: Is that basically the same situation with the catcher position as well?
6: Yeah, I, you know, I, I think, um, you know, I, I think with the catcher spot, um, you know, again, I, I think we, we feel good with, uh, you know, with the depth we've built up. We feel good about, uh, about Hedges-Mejia um you know those two guys coming in we feel good with Luis Terenza's progression um you know and I think there's you know it seems like there's there's definitely some you know you see some things out there about you know the ability upgrade at that spot um you know we 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 continue to feel like you know with with uh with Hedgie and you know and Mejia that that's a spot that ultimately we compare to other production around the league and you know, production throughout Major League Baseball. Um, it's a place that we, we feel like we're going to get. Um, you know, we're going to get above average production at that spot. So, um, we think the competition's healthy, and you know, we'll kind of see how it plays out over the course of the next uh, few weeks. But, um, you know, I, I think I think from our standpoint, you know, we we'll, we we'll, we'll feel good again about the guys that are that are vying to play for us.
2: Getting more calls on your Major League talent or your minor league talent?
6: Uh, both. Um, you know, I think it's again. I think the last few years about talent accumulation. I think we've, uh, you know, we've had the ability to add add talented pieces. You know, in the, in, in the minor leagues and at the big league level. I think we've, you know, I think been able to to make some moves that uh, that kind of start to shape more of a more of a competitive club at the big league level. I think a big part is because we have some, we have some players that people like, so we're we're in a lot of conversation because of it. Um, you know, and I think honestly, it's it's a combination of calls. I think there are. You know there are deals that start and, and the conversation begins. Players on the big league on the big league squad that uh, you know that people want to try to access, and then there's 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 always uh, deals where people want to talk about some of the some of the players in our minor league system. So I think the com- the conversations we've had over the last you know last month, but especially over the last week, have been been combinations of big league uh, players and and minor league prospects. Anything bubbling? Anything close? Uh, definitely something's bubbling. Yeah, I mean, it's been an active meeting. I think like you know. I'm sure you, you know that uh, everybody here can feel it in, in terms of it's been a fun, uh, fun few days. I think it's uh, you know there's um, there's activity uh, from a trade standpoint. It feels like it's even more active than it's been in years past, um, and not just uh, not just for us. I think you know you see, you know you kind of get that sense throughout the industry. You know some big signings. Uh, some, my, my guess, is some more players that are going to come off the board in the next few days, um, and I think the conversation has been active from a trade standpoint. So it's uh, it's been for for us the. Uh, you know the 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 uh, the conference room and the, the conversations have been uh, you know they've been, been been really active over the course of the last few days so it's uh, it's been a fun couple of days uh, so far here in San Diego
5: with the
1: have you been involved in the free team deals in the past and then moving players to different places how creative do you allow yourself to, to get? Is there a, a trade out there that you kind of think, you know, if this, in a, in a perfect world, we get two, three teams involved, you know, how, how nutty do you think it could possibly uh, it could possibly get at some point?
6: Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, we we'd be involved in three-way deals. Um, you know, obviously the easiest thing is when, when you're able to make direct trades and, and line up that way, but sometimes, you know, it's not quite there or sometimes you know there there's a player that another club may be interested in or you get that call from another club. If you can get so-and-so and you can access so-and-so, I think we're in the middle of some of those conversations at times because we have, like you know, like what Marty was saying, we have players that you know from the big league level and from the minor league level that you know enable you to be in, in, involved in a lot of different games. Um, you know, again, it's always hard to it's hard to pull off any trade, and, and, and the three way deal, um, you know, probably just because you, you have the extra club involved, you know, a little bit more difficult. But uh, you know, I think from our standpoint, um, open to anything. We have a really creative room. Uh, you know, when we're around around some of the some of the uh, the people that uh, that we have from a scouting standpoint, from an office standpoint, uh, there's a there's a lot of things going up on that whiteboard and three three ways, four ways. Um, you know, we've had we've had a few different conversations. See, ultimately, what we line up with. So,
0: time for two more questions. In with the trade of Urias, does Owen Miller have a shot to compete for second base this year or next year?
6: Uh, yeah, I think with with Owen Miller, he's a guy that's had. Um, you know, he's had, uh, had it's been a fast rise for him, in, in, you know, from the minor leagues, you know, coming out of uh, you know coming out of college baseball. I think two years ago, going from short season, ending the year in Double uh, know, I think he had 100 hits on that on that uh, in that summer. That's that's very rare. Um, and then last year, playing the whole year at Double A, uh, he had a really nice year and ending the season in the fall league. So again, when we made the Urioste deal, we knew we had some depth in our system. Uh, some depth at the big league level, um, but you know, from the minor league side, you know, Owen's one of those guys that'll, you know, exactly at what point in time is he is he big league ready? He'll he'll tell us that. But uh, I think when we made that deal, we knew that we had players that are going to play in the big leagues in the in the middle infield, and uh, he was he was one of those guys. So he'll get some opportunity here to compete for that spot, whether it's opening day, spring training, or uh, or, or some point in the year, he'll get he'll get some opportunity for sure. More health status yeah he's good to go he was uh he was cleared at the end of the season um he uh, uh he threw uh in the fall league and you know i think uh then was continuing even even you know on his offseason throwing um so he has no restrictions going into next year no restrictions in the offseason program so he's uh you know he, he was he was he was in a good spot when he left uh you know when he left arizona so
0: okay thank you thank you guys Get a bit